another one. Uh, do you, either of you guys have tattoos? It's like such a millennial thing. It's true. John, no, I know you got a tattoo somewhere, man. I don't. My wife's oh. like, you should go get one. I'm like, I didn't have one in mind, you know? I think I'm too critical right, of my if, design. If you could have one, what would you have? It would be something religious, kind of like light. I don't know. You're not like, do you have a headphones button? Not too heavy. Uh, maybe. Not too heavy, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I would love a tattoo. But I'm deathly afraid of needles. Like I, pass, <laughs> I pass out if I think about them. And it's happened on several occasions. Yeah, so my that. wife calls me the fainting goat. You record right now. Oh my god. That's, that's, why, that's why the fainting goat doesn't oh, have a she pass out. <laughs> have you actually fainted around her in the past? Yes. <laughs> and yeah, we we can't talk about this. If this is gonna be a PG uh, thing, I've been <laughs> without articles of clothing on before, and my mom has found me. I mean, I, yeah, it's so. I mean it's up to you, but I don't think this needs to be PG. Like, go <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta save it for next next interview. Right. Next interview, <laughs> a little <Right>. teasing. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's. Jump in. I want to talk about the Vigil Project, but before we do that, I want you guys to introduce yourselves. Like I said earlier, the goal is for us to just get out there, like what all the moving pieces are with the Vigil Project, like how, how it came to be, what the original conversations were, and ultimately like why collaboration is so effective and so important. And maybe also in there I'd like to talk about why this is such a groundbreaking thing for the Catholic world. Like it shouldn't be, right? Like, there should be more awesome stuff like this. But why is there not, you know? So I want to kind of hit on all of those things throughout this conversation. But let's just start with, Sean, why don't you tell us who you are, what it is that you're doing? Yeah. So my name's Sean, also the Fainting Goat. Um, <laughs> I'm a producer, music producer, and composer. I was based out of Nashville for a while, but now recently got married, moved to Atlanta, bought a house, have all kind of house problems. It's wonderful. <laughs> real real life stuff. And um, yeah, just love what I do, creating, I'm working with awesome people, awesome filmmakers and artists. And I run a production company for artists called Paper Castle Records, and we do recording for all kinds of genres, some Christian stuff, some secular stuff, and then I also do a lot of composing, yeah, for film and TV, so. Sweet. And what about you guys? Cool. I'm Dan. I run 4PM Media, and I like to say that my wife and four kids and I are all in the business of producing high-quality, beautiful art and film. How is your wife and your kids involved in that production? Because every single time I go away to go film something and my wife is left with the four kids, <laughs> she is working twice as hard as I am. Yeah. Without her, this doesn't happen. I give that shout out, man. Good. <laughs> Amen to that. You're going you're gonna to one-up that, man? <laughs> I, I only have three kids at home, so. <laughs> oh, dude, you got to catch up. <laughs> I really got to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, my name is Jonathan Wise, and uh, I came on board with 4PM about six months ago. And before that, I was working with a nonprofit that does missionary work around the world, documenting that and uh, sharing that through film. So it's been an awesome ride so far. Cool. So we're here to talk about the Vigil Project. Why don't you guys just tell us a little bit about what the Vigil <laughs> Project is, give us your elevator pitch of your overview, and, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So, Dan, why don't you... 
hit it. Ooh, I don't know. Shaw might be the right guy, but uh, yeah, I mean, really, Andrea Thomas and, and Greg and Lizzie are truly artists on uh, Vigil, and uh, they started the conversation kind of thinking, seeing a need for something like this in the church. Uh, as you kind of alluded to, there's, you know, there's a lot of talking head kind of videos for Lent and for Advent and that kind of thing, and so that message is there and those are great, but having a prayer resource and something that's centered around art and beauty, not just uh, musically, but then also visually. And so then that's where they reached out to uh, us at 4 p.m. And so Greg called and started chatting with us about, is this even possible? And uh, and I'm sure at that point, Sean, that's when you got drawn in probably prior yeah. to that with Greg. Yeah, Greg, always, we always dream big, and, like, so this happens a lot. Like, we should do this, and then, like, nothing happens. And then when he called me about this thing, he was like, yeah, we, we're looking at recording, like, a month or so from now, and just that many moving pieces, like, with that many different schedules. Like, I was, I thought it wasn't going to happen just because everyone's so crazy, crazy busy. And uh, I don't know, yeah, yeah, but yeah, somehow it did. Cool, <laughs> yeah, the cool thing with it that I loved from the beginning was, He's like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we want to do this for this Lent. And we're like, okay, that's, you know, that's, that's going. So, okay. Uh, and, got, and he's like, we want to do this in three weeks. And, oh, my God. And I'm like, that's cool. You've, you've written the songs? No. Cool. <laughs> what are you guys going to write about? Yeah, do, we have, do we have Do we have, I mean, is, is everybody's calendar synced where we actually know that we can get together at that point and do it? Uh, they even say we have like a third artist, but we don't know who it is. We don't know who it is. <laughs> I called Josh Blakesley's because initially we were thinking of having him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just like, what? It's Kevin <laughs> in three weeks? Uh, sorry, probably not. <laughs> so anyone with the right... Pro, yeah, type A mind would have been like, heck no. <laughs> so what made it happen? Like, how did that come together then? You Holy guys Spirit. are all just like, fly by the seat of your pants, guys. are just like, all right. <laughs> I, I, the whole thing. I, 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 I haven't that. thought farther a week than a week, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a God thing, man. Like, Absolutely. I really, yeah, like, we really felt like there was something bigger behind this project. I don't know, it's crazy to think about just, like, art and thoughts, and, like, I think they're all out there. It's just whether or not we open ourselves up to, like, latch on to these, like, bigger than an individual concept. Um, and I think all of us were open to it, um, kind of praying in the same space, and then it allowed the Holy Spirit to just kind of move through it and take over. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of it too. You know, talking with with uh, Greg and Sean and Andrea at the beginning was you know just kind of that thought process of you know we feel like this is something that the Spirit's calling us to do, and if everything aligns where we can actually get together, sit down, and and do this, then uh, you know that's pretty good affirmation given the timeline. And so, rather than get scared and say, "Hey, let's just wait till next year," we just he said, you know what, it's going to be a blast, and it's going to bless, you know, whoever it blesses. So uh, let's just do it. Go big or go home. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and I think that is what makes the Vigil Project so different in all the Catholic stuff that I've seen, is that every single piece of it is done with excellence. So it's not just a musician. It's a full production team. It's a full video team. It's like, you know, web design, logo design, and then an awesome marketing plan with an event at the end, right? Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about, like, the event? 
Is that a thing? Is that happening? <laughs> that is a thing, and it is happening. Sean, what do you know about the event? Um, <laughs> I'm still a little bit in the dark. So I work with Delmox Ministries a lot. So Greg and Lizzie are associated with this ministry that does a lot of TOB stuff. I think Greg was really kind of behind this idea of letting people like pray with these songs. I mean, kind of individually, even within your like own initial communities and stuff, but then kind of have a culminating event where we all come together and actually get to encounter these songs in a live setting and just, yeah, pray with the artists, pray with the video team. Like we, we don't want it to be this kind of like gapped, like audience and performers, creators, like we're all in this together, um, just worshiping God and using our gifts and our skills for that. So, As that conversation was developing, in a lot of ways, from the beginning, we wanted to begin connecting this with The Wild Goose, which is the other series that we've created. And it seemed to go hand in hand just because, you know, we've created these resources or these videos of Father Dave Pavanka giving this message about an encounter with the Holy Spirit, how that impacts our lives. But the big question at the end of that is, is people are saying, well, how do we, how do we receive the Spirit? Well, and the, the answer to that is, 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 one, you ask for it, and you ask for the Spirit to come generally in worship. Um, and oftentimes in communal worship. And so having an event on the eve of Pentecost and using vigil, the experience of vigil to start to drive people to that, using the audience and the message of Wild Goose to kind of put people in that place uh, seemed incredibly, just from a, from a practical and, and almost business standpoint, not that I'd ever really boil it down to that, but from a marketing standpoint, right. it gives us all the pieces to promote something that's, uh, one, really powerful and effective uh, from a ministry side, but then all those tools from a business side to say, all right, we can make this engaging and inviting and give content, free content, same kind of thing, give free content to an end goal of bringing people together, which is huge. And so Father Dave has uh, come on board, and, is, and so 4 p.m., Wild Goose and uh, Dumb Ox are now working to create what that event will actually look like. So I'm, we're still figuring that out. We know that the musicians who have, have, are in vigil will be there, and then Father Dave is going to give a message that will probably be a pre-recorded. The goal of the event is not just one place, though. It's going to be that you host your own wherever you are, even if you're just by yourself in your house. And so Father Dave's actually going to be in Guadalupe. So he's going to be doing one in Guadalupe on the wow. video. <laughs> the thing that's really interesting is, is Father Dave seems to think that we're going to get Pope Francis to write a letter about this. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is all he about it. He wrote it in red, right? That's like, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he's like pumped that this is, you know, one, anointed, which we believe, and that it'll be the largest Pentecost Vigil, obviously, it'll be the largest one ever, but but the largest calling upon the Holy Spirit you know, to really, I don't, I don't know, to be poured out in a new and fresh way. And he thinks the timing's right, and so do I. That's awesome. That is such a amazing vision. I, I love that you guys are thinking that big. And what you said about the marketing pieces is also, I think, really important to talk about here because I think a lot of artists really love their art, but they're not sure how to go from, you know, their studio or, you know, their, like, their room where they're painting or whatever into the rest of the world. So, like, figuring out how to do that is so important. How did you guys figure those pieces out? Like, how is this all working together to benefit everyone involved? I think for me, like, 
even with my company, Papercastle, like before I was always trying to kind of just do stuff on my own. This is kind of the first project that I've had like a pretty massive team of people who excel in social media and website design and video and just everything. And it's so nice to not have to wear every single hat. Yeah. And I can only half do some of that stuff. And the stuff I'm really good at, like it distracts from me, like actually diving in 100% to that. So with this, we've kind of divvied up tasks and I do what I'm good at. Everyone else does what they're good at and it just kind of comes together. So, so yeah. how are, how are you, Sean, like what is your takeaway from the vigil project? Is this really like helping you to build an audience? Yeah. So paper castle, I just launched that at the end of 2015. Um, before that I was just doing freelance production stuff, but this was kind of my first step in trying to create my own community of people for artists to enter into because it's so tough doing it alone. And I really, really wanted some video stuff to kind of like have people encounter like what we do in the studio and like the live worship thing. Like, I mean, that was an absolutely perfect like arena to kind of jump into just because it's so authentic, so organic. And I mean, 4PM did an awesome job capturing kind of what we were just praying those like it was a day that we tracked everything so it's wow this yeah. is crazy yeah but, so, but yeah. yeah just great resources that people can encounter what we do and just pray with it and enter into it and yeah so so basically the big takeaway for each person that's involved in this is that they're getting a lot more exposure and also like getting to fit within something that is uh, just much bigger than them, right? So and the quality too. I mean, right. the Catholic Church like is extremely hungry for good, like good-looking stuff, good-sounding stuff that's like hip, that's like not, that's fresh. It's not <laughs> super dated, and we just need more of that. And I'm excited to see kind of where this goes. I hope more artists want to be a part of Visual, and we can kind of create an outlet for them to be heard and be seen, and do that with excellence. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. So with this going forward, uh, you're looking to do a lot more uh, production of good art and good, uh, good quality collaboration stuff. But here's the question: like, I when I saw the Vigil Project, I was blown away, like, blown away by its level of professionalism in every facet. Why is it that? This is the first time that any Catholic organization has like gone to this this level. Like, what's holding the Catholic Church back from doing more stuff like this? I think from a musical standpoint, like people just don't want to pay for music now, and they see like a ninety-nine cent song on iTunes as like. I mean, we're valuing music and the the importance of it like so low that like what it takes to actually record something of quality like takes time and money and effort and years of writing and people just don't want to pay for that. So I think we really need to like educate the church that like art is something worth investing in, even though the end of it, like there's no like tangible, like it furthers society in like a way that's not necessarily, we kind of talked about that. Like it's, I I can't even put words to it, but it's, um, there's not real worth to it. Like it's not like building a structure or providing food for people. Like it's, it's entertainment essentially. So 
but it, it is a value and it is super important to invest in that and do it of quality because it like, brings just joy and fulfillment to life, I feel. so. Yeah, I, I feel like it has a lot to do with, with some of the things that Pope Francis has been saying, you know, that we just have tried so hard to keep status quo, you know, and, and you just, I mean, you, I've worked in parishes, I worked for the Archdiocese here in Mobile, and, and you just, you look at the parishes and they're just trying to survive yeah. to an extent, and, you know, and so many of the churches have been hit hard financially for a number of reasons, you know, in the past 10, 15 years, but I think we're starting to see a point where we're realizing that good quality art and music and video production and all of those kind of things are actually the best way of showing our faith and so it's the best way you know just to put it again in business terms it's the best way to market the faith is through beauty you know you look at commercials for anybody else and man you can watch a commercial that's telling this beautiful amazing story that has this incredible production value it's like watching a short little mini movie and at the end just the little logo pops up of what it's for and like you know, and it's it's selling you an, a, an emotional feeling. It's it's selling you, you know, an understanding of a connection between the brand and beauty. And for us, the, and the faith, if it's like Sean was saying, there's so much more behind it. You know, there's so much more meaning and depth and value to what we're doing that, that something like this really does affect people's souls and and. You know, people can't walk away from this and be inspired to do something better because they saw something beautiful and feel like they're part of something bigger. So I think we're we're finding that. I think the problem has been that we're just trying to keep status quo. Yeah, I think like Sean, what you said about the not not being willing to invest. Like that's something I think all of us in the creative world are trying to figure out how to get get past. Like we all yeah. realize how important this is that the church invests in good, good art. It's it is the evangelization. Like we are not gonna evangelize anybody by apologetics, by like arguing with them about the truth. It's just not. It's not been working. It's not even working for Catholics. I mean, I know plenty of people that are hardcore apologists that you know have fallen away from, from the church. I mean, for me, myself, I knew all the answers. I grew up with a theologian as, as a father <laughs> and prided myself in being the kid in the like CCD classroom that like knew every single answer. Like that was me. <laughs> and I still like didn't hold on to my faith in high school. So like w- this is, this is critical for the church to understand that investing in, in art in beauty to make that connection like what you said about the brand like Catholicism is a brand it has associations that people people have with it so if if all of those are completely negative and everything that people have in their heart like that they've seen and experienced in the church is like yeah the church is ugly the church is like mean and old-fashioned if that's if that's all that we have like we're not gonna get anybody to stick around we're not gonna I'm not going to enjoy that. So the only way to change that is through art, through beauty. The cool thing about this project, too, was, like, everybody came to it with, like, a humility that, like, they were offering something as, like, part of the body of Christ, but, like, not knowing at all what they were going to get out of it. Like, when we launched this project, we didn't know if... I mean, we knew that people would watch it because it was beautiful, but there wasn't, like, this anticipation of you're you're going to get something out of this. Like, everybody came to it with just this openness to being part of the body of Christ and 
presenting their gifts to it. And, like, I think we broke down the walls of, like, uh, division and, and, like, competition. Like, these are people that could see themselves as competitors or as collaborators. And that's, like, a huge uh, shift in uh, the way we think about things, you know, because in the church there's just so much competition amongst the church, amongst uh, parish to parish. We see ourselves as, like, divided groups instead of seeing ourselves as a cohesive thing that can work together to really make bigger things happen. Yeah, that is so true. I want to camp on that for a second. One of the things that I've seen in the Catholic world in, in this like creative economy with speakers and musicians, the way that I, I've seen this this working is is that there is a mentality of scarcity that I feel is very pervasive. Right, that like there is only so much of the pie. There are only so many events that we can plug into and speak at. And so like everything that you get as an artist is something that I don't get. So that that feeling of competition, I think that's driven by a mentality of scarcity. Mm -hmm. Do you guys ag agree with that or why do you think that is, and, and is that correct? Is that wrong like wrong to think that? No, I think it's I think it's right. I think I think there has to be an openness to, I don't know, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it gets back to the, the reason behind what we're doing. You know, if we feel like we're, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, and we're doing what, what God's calling us to do, and trying to, to be good stewards of that, which means having a good business model, you know, having a good business plan, having a good marketing idea, creating, you know, doing a project like Vigil and doing it to the best of our ability, there has to be then an openness and a humility which says we can we can work together. We can collaborate on this. And if we're all trying to achieve that same goal, instead of putting up those walls and those barriers, we start to open up. The other thing is, is there's tons of money out there. <laughs> Just yeah. from a practical yeah. standpoint, there's tons of money. It's, it's either misallocated or the people who have it haven't seen a good enough reason to invest. Mm -hmm. uh, or they don't know where to. Like, it's... Sure, right yeah. now, there's no platform like I've encountered this with artists like every artist is trying to do their own thing and then if they come across like a producer or whatever they do their thing but there's no platform on the back end to get their music out there to get plugged into actually connecting with Catholics all across the country it's like mm. they're doing their own marketing their own booking their own fundraising everything and I think the more like entities come up that specialize in the the business side of things will like allow artists to be who they're called to be and creative and not have to like wear every hat. So that's kind of what we're, yeah. Sorry, son. Oh uh, yeah. Just, that's kind of what we're hoping to do with like paper castle, like production. Like that's what we're going to specialize in. People have contacted me saying, Oh, are you going to start booking and that kind of thing? Like, no, we just, we just want to help you record music, do it well. And then get you plugged in on the back end of, other people who kind of specialize in those areas is yeah if you do everything you can't do it the best you can so it's just yeah it's conflicting. yeah I, I want to agree on that like what you said Dan about there being enough money the mentality of scarcity that that parishes have that artists have is really it's a lie like there is money out there and it's just it's part of that whole survival mentality right like we're just trying to coast. We're trying to get by. We're just trying to like do the thing that we do that we've always been doing and just keep that going. Like it's, it's just this kind of like fear of fear of 
a fear of risking. I think that's part of what's blocking collaboration. But as you were saying, Sean, collaboration is the answer to a lot of these, these issues. I want to read this statement that Greg and Lizzie made on the Visual Project blog. I think this expresses what, like, why collaboration is so effective and so good. The reason that this project is a success is because we're truly operating as the body of Christ in which we are all parts of the whole. We hope that this spirit of collaboration is an inspiration to other artists and creatives, as well as those who run the various ministries in their church, parishes, and beyond. When as a community we let go of our own interests for the sake of the gospel, the fruit born from our efforts is increased because we are operating as a healthy body. When I read that, I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like that is so true. <laughs> yeah. That's it, you know? <sighs> so with this collaboration, I think what you guys were saying earlier is that this is also, it's not just letting go of your own interests because each of you is benefiting in a way from this thing, yeah. right? Like you're all gaining an audience in a way that you wouldn't have been able to get you're gaining a professionalism that you wouldn't have been able to. And that's just something I, I really admire all of you guys for putting down your putting down your swords to, to do that. <laughs> I wanna think that pretty much is is kind of bringing a lot of what I wanted to talk about to a head here, but I think it's also really important for everybody that's listening that wants to make something like this happen, like to know exactly what it took for each of you guys to make this thing go. So I'd love to hear you know, what kind of time you guys spent in, how many people on the production side were, were running, how many people were doing, uh, doing video. Just kind of like, if this was... The a, bones. <laughs> yeah, give me the bones. Give me the skeleton. From a music standpoint, we kept it kind of just fairly small. I mean, this was definitely an investment project for everyone involved. So yeah, it was me doing audio production stuff, um, and I've covered a lot of the instruments, a lot of the prearrangement stuff. And then we had uh, an engineer, the guy who also played guitar on most of the projects. Yeah, Lloyd is mixing everything as well, mastering it. And then Kevin, he just did cello, but awesome cello. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, so that's like one day for everybody on the tracking side on like actually doing it. And then like each of... How many, so just the mastering and you spending time on the outside? Yeah, post stuff. I, I did some pre-arranging. I mean, it was kind of tricky because Andrea was the busiest of all of us. So she had stuff going on up to, then we were there for like a day, and then she had to go to another retreat and come back. So it was kind of crazy, but pre-arranging up as much as we could beforehand. And actually, I think on the day of, we were still working out one of or two of her songs but ended up being great and then yeah we had I guess it was like three days one day for prep one day for like the full video and audio tracking and then kind of one rollover day for anything left but yeah and then post we've been kind of working it through mixes like one a week typically um, just trying to get all that finished up so and how much time would you estimate that that takes to do to mix down one of those songs um, I mean, these we've kind of gotten, so this, I haven't actually worked with Lloyd on mixing stuff, so it takes a little bit to kind of get in a groove, 
but yeah, he's been doing awesome. And um, typically like a day, day and a half per song for mixing, like including like edits and that kind of thing. And then also too, uh, John uh, Weiss and I did a lot of the website stuff. So that was kind of the only other thing I was a part of. So just building, building that out, getting the content, that kind of thing. So. And you guys used Squarespace for that website, right? Yeah. Sweet. So on, on y'all's end, 4PM Media, like, what's it take to do y'all's side of this? Yeah, so there was a solid week of pre-production. I mean, there was planning and, and all that kind of stuff, meetings, kind of us talking about our schedule during that time. But in terms of pre-production, coming up with the lookbooks, we went through all kinds of other... Serial Box Presents, which is a, a secular thing, uh, going to Relevant TV, looking up some of the music videos that they've done, coming up with a look for each one of them that we wanted to accomplish. And so creating that lookbook, trying to diagram out how we were going to create the set at this church, and then getting in. Sean came in a couple of days early, uh, earlier than the artists to kind of get in the room in the space and set it up. So yeah, there was a good good bit of time there. And then for the shoot itself, we had five cameras rolling, four camera operators with one uh, still wide shot uh, in there. So it was a pretty intense setup. And then one of the best things we did, just to, again in the spirit of collaboration, is we brought in a lighting crew from uh, Louisiana that came in and, and did all of the lighting work for us. They're awesome. Yeah. Which, was, which was great. It's huge. I mean, the look... You can point a camera at pretty much anything, but if it's lit right, it looks like gold. <laughs> yeah. So, that so did you guys pay for that lighting crew to come in? Yeah, we did. Yeah, they're a, they're a um, professional lighting crew out of uh, Louisiana that they light. I mean, they do TV shows, movies, and uh, commercial work, and they've been doing it for 20 years. Uh, so we had a connection. Actually, Jonathan had a connection with them. So we called them up, and they were uh, they were pumped to be a part of a project like this. Honestly, um, yeah. not, not Catholic, but loved every minute of it. And we're like, this is the nicest crew. I know. Even after way. he like <laughs> the the main guy in charge, like after he like almost cried because he was just he really touched by it. It was really cool. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So how how much did you pay them? They what did they cost? Twenty twenty two hundred dollars for a day. We were initially going to split up like three days, two songs per day or something like that. And then like a week before, Dan was like, so we kind of have another little uh, hiccup. Um, we got to track everything in a day. And from a vocal standpoint, like That's singing before like two o'clock in the afternoon is typically like not the best thing for vocal. <laughs> yeah. so they definitely did not like us, but we, we somehow made it happen. Well, our original goal, because... So they're, I mean, they're pretty expensive for a day, a day's work, and to be able to, if you spread that over three days, I mean, that's just a, a big budget for lighting and, and yeah. so. But we definitely wanted it because we knew the quality would be significantly different. So we initially though wanted to do sunrise. So we we ended up pushing that. So we didn't we didn't get out there till mid morning. Mm -hmm. So the artists had a little bit of time to kind of wake <laughs> up and you know have their coffee and get vocally vocally ready. It was yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how much money was put into this thing, and who paid for it? Sean, I don't even know how much total. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the artist um, did kind of invest, like, to each, yeah, Paper Castle and 4PM. Dumbox also invested a little bit, too, since they were kind of on the back end, just to pay for 
like bare minimum services for kind of Paper Castle and 4PM. And there was definitely like kind of a gap of what should have been charged and stuff. But like we just all really believed in the project and we're really stoked. And we just kind of covered our bare minimum basis just for a lot yeah, of equipment, goal. a lot of yeah, our goal other was, people's time. Our goal was to cover production costs, basically. Yeah. So we yeah. could cover that time and mm. then and then recognize the value of that marketing afterwards that our names are just getting out there. So uh, right. that was a lot of the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really, like, really good for people to have an idea of what what the bare minimum is. So I think, like, you know, two, two, like 2,200 for some people, that's like, oh, yeah, whatever. But, like, a lot of artists are like, wow, <laughs> that's insane, you know? So, I mean, it's really important for the church to know this is what this costs, right? So, like, if you have any, I mean, I know you don't probably don't have your books in front of you right now, but... Um, even yeah, some I mean, I, numbers would be helpful. It was it was easily over ten thousand dollars for the whole project. Uh, bare minimum, yeah. Bare minimum. I mean, just I covering just yeah. Because each of us, I mean, it's, that was the other thing. So everybody was kind of split up. So I could I could throw a guess out there at who made what, but but yeah, I mean, easily I'd say in the ballpark of fifteen thousand for the project, and that's where everybody's basically donating any profit. Right. Project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why this hasn't happened before, right? That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> but what's awesome is, like, all of you guys saw the value in this, doing the whole thing right, getting, like, your names out there in such a huge way, but also to massively benefit the church. It's such a win for everybody that it was worth it to put in that, that amount of money and donate the profits oh, and for sure. for do sure. the legwork there. How much of that was was donated, and how much of that was like y'all's own money that you put in yourselves? I'm pretty sure all of it was. Yeah, all the artists and was the artists. Uh, yeah, we all and, yeah, and the artists yeah. paid help pay for production costs, and it's kind of their music video, well, not music video, but like worship right. video thing. Um, and then we just any. Given, we yeah, just invested that. Covered. So yeah. I think given the timeline that we were on, um, there wasn't there really wasn't enough time to solicit actual donations. So yeah. <laughs> we all put in, you know, what we could what we could do to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And cool. the artists being the biggest ones behind that. The artists yeah, financially really were the invested. ones financially investing in this. Yeah, that's great. Well man, I guys, I'm just really impressed. Uh, I think everyone is really and this uh I want to give you guys one last statement of um, if you could say anything to the artist community about collaboration and why that's important, or just whatever you want to say to the Catholic creative crowd, <laughs> go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> yeah, I would just say don't be afraid. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is is there was all kinds of hurdles and things that, that could have easily gotten in the way of us doing this, and that mentality of just just jumping in and even knowing that we didn't know everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we've never shot a live performance, music video, running five cameras, syncing, all that stuff is just is is big. And so kind of jumping in and learning as we go and, and enjoying <laughs> it was, was huge. So don't be afraid for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and I think on my end of stuff, like first of all, yeah, like dream bigger and if you, you're not the big dreamer, like get someone on board who can dream past, 
your ceiling. Because <laughs> um, yeah. so many times we put ourselves in the box and I, I did that for a while and then I started dreaming too big and thankfully my <laughs> wife's kind of more in the box. So you gotta have that balance, but go big. Like, and when you know that you can't accomplish that, like find people who are better than you in those areas and like work with them. Like most people, if you just ask, hey, I'd love to sit down for coffee and pick your brain about whatever, like they will do it. Mm -hmm. So just hang out with people who are a lot better than you and that's how you learn and that's what I continue to do every day. <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, so and don't let those creative uh, yeah. hurdles, like don't let those creative hurdles kind of stop you because like there were so many times when we hit like roadblocks and there was su such a short amount of time and I just kept going back to like this phrase like creativity is born out of constraint like there was the time constraint there was like we went to the church and it was like not the right space at all and we just called the priest and said like can we take the first three pews out and he was like sure <laughs> and like things like that like we just had to constantly like go back to the drawing board and say like how are we going to make this happen like you know what what can we do like uh, to get over this hurdle, to get over that hurdle, and like just keep going and like not give up. So, yeah, well, that's awesome. And I would love to hear more about those hurdles at some point. So maybe we'll do a round two after. <laughs> yeah, the, visual after series visual. number two. We'll <laughs> get ready for that. Yeah, looking yeah. for all artists who want to be a part. <laughs> yeah, man, I love that attitude of just like, yeah, we're just gonna make this happen. Like. I don't care what the rules are. Like we're just gonna make it go. <laughs> we make our own rules. We're don't gonna have to pull. We're yeah. we're pulling the pews out. Sorry, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so often, like that's that's where a lot of people stop, right? Like you hit a roadblock like that. Like, well, we just can't take the pews out. And instead of like really, that's what confessions for, it, for people. Come on. You're mercy. We do That's great. All right, guys. Well, it's been a huge pleasure talking with you. Um, where can people find you guys online, on the webs? Go for it, Todd. Thevisualproject.com. Yeah, you can stay up to date with all of our blog posts. We've been kind of releasing interviews between each of the video segments and just kind of learn more about the artists and everyone behind, behind the project and stuff. And then uh, Paper Castle Records. Uh, you can just visit us at papercastlerecords.com. And... Facebook. Yeah, yeah. On the on the vigil page, there's links to Dumb Ox and 4PM and Paper Castle Records. So that's really the best place to kind of get an idea of who's behind it, and you can get to everybody's sites from there. Yeah. Great. Well, that's awesome, guys. Thank you so much for for getting on this and talking with us. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to round two, maybe after the vigil Count on is it. complete. <laughs> all right. See y'all later. Have a good day. Peace. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.